And, and look, that, somebody threw something at him from the stands that didn't land it. Security needs, yeah, security needs to take care of this to make sure fans should not throw things. He's begging the official to come over and talk to him, and instead he got a flag. He's saying, I'm trying to call timeout. It's the loudest manure chant that I've ever heard. Down the drain, and they're throwing all kinds of stuff out that field now. The official got hit right in the head. This is how I woke up feeling this morning, okay? This was me against the world. Ontario crossing each other's boundaries and just going at it like links are super like rare animals so it's so it's weird to even catch them on tape but that just sounds so otherworldly so cool who, who runs into this that was me man I woke up feeling angry this morning not because I fucked up my last relationship needlessly not because my car was towed at a shoot and cost me $200 for no reason no because I'm selfless this is what I woke up to this morning on CNN uh, NFL players must stand during the national anthem this season. Team owners decided Wednesday a reaction to fierce backlash against some who took a knee in symbolic op- opposition to the systematic oppression of people of color, including by police. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell said during a news conference at the meeting in Atlanta that teams whose players uh, and personnel do not stand and show respect for the flag and the anthem will be fined by the league. Like, this is so ridiculous. Like, remember how a year ago when Trump started this attack by calling perfectly normal, ordinary people uh, exercising their First Amendment rights sons of bitches and how big of a scandal it was and how owners were trying to say how much they stand with the players and how much they support them in free speech. And now we've gotten to this point. It's, it's kind of ridiculous to think how normalized things have become in this country over the past year. And nobody's even going to blink at this story. It's not, it's not, it's not going to go anywhere. It'll be in the news cycle for 24 hours. But just to give you a juxtaposition, here's how the NFL was playing it uh, a year ago, complete with sappy unity videos and sanctimonious messages of support from that clown, Roger Goodell. But here's that. Inside these lines, we don't have to come from the same place to help each other reach the same destination. No time to waste. Let's work. Inside these lines, we may have our differences. Which lines are those? But recognize there's more that unites us. What is that Inside unites these us? these lines, it's a game of inches. And there's no such thing as an easy yard. Oh, no. When you're fighting. To there's all forward. these, like, inspirational Inside these lines, images. 
we're not only defined by our victories, but by the way we handle our defeats. Inside these lines, we can bring out the best in each other. And live united. United. Inside these lines. Yeah. And that then you have, you have Roger video Goodell. Produced by the NFL. And then you have Roger Goodell tweeting about it. We will air this unity spot in tonight's game. It reflects the unifying force of our great game, our players, and our clubs. What a bunch of bullshit. I think Kaepernick should start talking about how much he likes guns. You know what I mean? Second Amendments in this country is, is the real amendment. Nobody really gives a shit about the First Amendment, especially if that person who's engaging in it doesn't agree with you or look like you. The First Amendment doesn't really matter, okay? Like, there are people in this country who are worried the government will take their guns. That is the simple reason why we have a gun problem in this country is because half of this country believes in a bullshit conspiracy theory. Why do we have so many guns in this country? Because a vast uh, majority of gun owners believe the government will take their fucking guns. And if they're, <laughs> if they're idiots who believe that shit or didn't believe that shit, there wouldn't be so many guns uh, in this country for there to be a problem. And what happened with Obama, by the way? I thought Obama was going to take your guns. That never happened. But anyways, here's, here's Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec talking about guns. I'm a believer in the Second Amendment. In fact, I consider myself to be a Second Amendment originalist. That means I believe every man or woman has the right to bear arms, but only the, the same arms that our country's forefathers bore in the 18th century. Muskets. I'm talking black powder, muzzle-loaded, smoothbore guns fashioned with a bayonet. And then, only as a last resort, if you have a beef with me, I am going to expect you to try and resolve it using reasonable discourse, using your words and civility. Now, if our tempers are flared past the point of civil discourse, then I expect you to challenge me in an honorable contest of fisticuffs like a grown adult. But to remove oneself to the safe range of a firearm to settle a dispute in America is nothing short of cowardly. Add the ease of automatic firing capability and I will declare you nothing short of lily-livered. For shame, it's hard for a man to shoot you when you're shaking his hand. Now a bunch of nincompoops in Texas thought it would be a good idea to bring shotguns into a Chili's to prove some sort of point. But all it did was remind everybody how fucked up it is that you're allowed to bring shotguns into a family restaurant in Texas. Chili's responded by banning guns because, by God, if you're going to shit your pants in a Chili's, it's going to be because of the food. <laughs> by God. Yeah, and what he's saying is guns don't make you tough. You know what makes you tough? Fight a motherfucker. Learn how to box. Learn Muay Thai. Learn how to fight a motherfucker with a sword. Guns ruin warfare. Any pussy can pick up a gun. Like, what's the, what's the... I'm so bad at killing things. What's the, what's the first thing that happens in any fucking Western movie when they walk into town? The sheriff says, oh, gentlemen, please, you're going to have to turn in your guns. Like, it's so stupid. You're not John Rambo, okay? You're not going to be attacked by the government. And maybe a better process to protect your civil rights is civic engagement, okay? Like I said, what happened about Obama? What happened to all those conspiracy theories about him? Not even a my bad, not even a mea culpa. 40% of this country has lost its mind when the NRA president calls shooting survivors who are kids civil terrorists and nobody blinks at it. Or how about this? Protect minority rights. 
Okay? If you're a min if you protect minority rights, you protect yours. You may think Colin Kaepernick is an idiot, okay? And then you may think that uh, you disagree with everything that he says, but in protecting his right to say those things, you are protecting your own civil uh, your own civil rights, okay? And if you think the government is coming to take your guns, you're a fucking idiot. Let me repeat again. You are a fucking idiot, and that's every bit as dumb as Kyrie Irving thinking the earth is flat. When I started actually doing research on my own and, and figuring out that there is no real picture of Earth, like there's not one picture of Earth, and we haven't been back to the moon since 1961 or 1969, and you start, and, and, and then it becomes like conspiracy theory. Yes. Yes, Kyrie Irving thinks there hasn't been any real pictures of the moon, okay? That is a conspiracy of the earth. That is conspiracy along with your gun conspiracies. You know what isn't a conspiracy? Jim Crow and apartheid, okay? What people, what white people were afraid of happening to them in Obama years in this country, of the government oppressing them, actually exists in this country. But it is not against white people, okay? Imagine if your family couldn't access uh, facilities they wanted to. They don't want transgenders in the bathroom. Imagine if you couldn't use a library or a bathroom at school because you were white. Now imagine your parents and grandparents and every other Caucasian relative you had in this country grew up under that or actual bondage, okay? You think if your parents had to live under that, which was called Jim Crow, all of that goes away overnight because of a civil rights bill gets passed in 1964? All right? We carry the burden of that society of our parents for good or ill. That shit doesn't go overnight in a generation or two. Jim Crow or so-called institutional apartheid ended in 1964, meaning black people were second-class citizens and worse in this country legally until then. So when do you think that ended? In 1965, 66, 67, 68, 69, 72? How about 2009? When a majority of one part of this country thought our first minority president was born outside of this country or of a different religion and still believe that. Or how about in 2018, okay, when we live in a country where a president praises Nazis and evil dictators like Putin in Russia, where it's illegal to be evangelical, who sanctions the killings of gays in regions he, under, he controls, okay? All lives matter, my ass, man. America is a great country we've been, uh, that's ever been conceived, not because we are inherently born that way, but our system allows for the kind of democratic self-improvement you don't have in places like China or Russia and haven't existed in this world before 1776. We didn't start out perfect and we never have been, but it seems like we've always gotten better until lately. All right. And if you don't believe a process of normalization, here's here's just a few here's in death at, at some Trump crowds. Do you know the safest place in the world to be is at a Trump rally? Fuck Islam! Fuck them! Fuck Islam! God bless Donald Trump!
taking the shirt off. I did. Fucking A, baby. What's your problem with Trump? The Constitution says that Muslim is not a religion, partner. It's an ideology. You don't come and talk about America when you're supporting Muslims. Good luck to you. Obama doesn't need a right. Keep your phone calls and vote for Donald Trump. Our president has divided this country so badly. He has a group out there just throwing the hell out. Get the fuck out of here. You know, shit's getting normalized in this country and hatred. And the NFL is helping that process. Joining us today are Aaron Weaver. Yo. Friend of the show. What's up? And our first time guest, the great and hilarious Shantae Wayans. Hey. How you doing, Shantae? Thanks for having me. Of course. So what do you guys think about today's NFL announcement and the larger scope of what it says about where we are today. I'll leave it open to how you guys want to take I'm it. I'm just trying to figure out if you're for or against it. <laughs> right. <laughs> this, this, yeah. yeah. So funny. That's yeah. so funny. I'm, engaged, I'm, I'm I'm so for it. You know what I mean? I'm not an Uncle Tom, but I'm an Uncle Rajiv. So you know I just heard about this today. Uncle Sanjay. I, the article I read, I thought they said, like, you can uh, choose to not participate That's at all. The, the out that they've given them is that they can stay in the locker room. Okay. Yeah. So they can't be seen. But not. yeah, then that's just like concepts. Okay. Of so yeah, that's kind of a, a shitty like, out. Exactly, exactly. I mean, the the gist of it is, if if enough people did it, you know, that's when the solution kicks in. Right. You know what I mean? But there's, I I just recently went through something, and you have, you have to balance between like money, and all that you worked for. And your dignity. So you're saying you recently went through something. I was what recently, do you mean by like, that? racially profiled. Oh, and, really? And and I was about to perform at this spot. Mm -hmm. I was in Tulalip, uh, uh, Washington. Yeah. I was about to perform at this spot, and and I go outside to smoke a cigarette. I have a earpiece in, and my hand, my phone in my hand. I'm talking to my mom. Security guard comes out like immediate. Like, security guard is like comes around in a car slowly and he's staring at me and in my head i'm going i already know what's gonna happen oh, right man. slow up mind you when i come downstairs from the elevator you walk past the lobby you walk past security out there's an awning one across the street to smoke a cigarette so he he pulls up stops gets out the car with his hand on his hip and he walks up to me he goes is there a problem and i <laughs> go no are you good and he, he's like are you staying here i said no i said yeah are you He's like, are you trying to start trouble? I work here. And Jeez. I said, I want to know why you're coming over here while I'm on right. the phone smoking a cigarette. Right. He go, well, we, somebody just called and said someone was loitering. I said, what the fuck does that have to do with me? Long, long story short, he walks away. I go in to try to talk to management. Management's sitting here like, 
not paying attention. I tell him to spill, and he goes, well, what do you want me to do about it? Yeah. He tells me that there's a misunderstanding that the guy, they thought I was crazy and talking to myself. And I was <laughs> like, how? When I have a phone in my, in my hand, mind you, this is a smart hotel. They yeah. got digital stuff in the mirror in the bathroom. So Fuck. I don't wonder, That's you know what I mean? Big, like, yeah. the deal is that it could have been approached differently. You right, know what I mean? But I wasn't hiding. I wasn't suspicious or anything. Long story short, I took it to Facebook. But the decision was that I was opening for somebody mm. who took me on the road. And I allowed, I had my, my value feel like, what, the, what just happened? Nobody apologized. So I feel humiliated and I'm about to perform here. I took it to Facebook and it went to the top. They like yeah. Indian tribes, they're sharing it. They're oh, saying, wow. sorry, they're offering me stuff. Yeah. And basically they took me off the show because I did that. Are you serious? And it, it was, wow. and, and I had, who you was know, the headliner? It was it was a, a a mixed group of people, but yeah. but you know one of them was somebody I toured with a lot. I don't want to put too too much out there because yeah. it's you know whatever. But I no, was, we want to put it all out. There. No, no, no. no but okay. you know, but but what happened was it, it it was a collective tour, and and I wasn't on the billboard, but I people knew I was hosting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like because I said that, and it I was happy because it worked. I was like, yeah, oh, it's getting sure. a t you know what I mean? Like, Which people are sharing Which has been a great thing mad. about body cams and social right. media from that aspect. I think it's kind of opened up, like, you know, like well, somewhat regular casual observers in the rest of the country to kind of what's going on. And I think that's what happened in the 60s when they put video cameras on, you know, the mm -hmm. Birmingham marches and stuff like that. It was able to go into regular people's bedrooms. Right. And who kind of said, hey, this, this, this isn't right. But right. I think we've kind of backslid. In, in a way, in the last in the last couple of years, I feel like people have been emboldened to take more actions, like you were saying. Of course, happen. because mm. because there's no outcome. You know what I'm saying? And and this is what was the issue. I could risk possibly this casino shutting me out from yeah. other casinos, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or but also fuck casino shows, right? In general. Right, 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 right. But but to me, it was like, what are you like? Are you telling me that I should like? This is the problem. So. If we're going through this situation, we can't speak up and we're shushed with money or we're shushed yeah. with, Absolutely. I can ruin your life. And Absolutely. I prefer to have that so-called life that you think I'm chasing Absolutely. Ruined. And that's that's happening to Kaepernick and Eric Reed right now. Right. The fact that Kaepernick can't get a job and Blaine Gabbert can is ridiculous. Eric Reed was a pro ball safety two years ago. Now, I understand the nature. He's a little bit of a uh, more of a veteran, and those kind of guys don't get signed until a little bit later in the offseason. But let's watch what happens to him. The fact that if those two guys can't get a job by the beginning of the year, and I guarantee you Kaepernick won't, that tells you everything you need to know right now about kind of what Shantae saying in terms of economic punishment. Yeah, but the that's a very silent punishment. You know the, what I mean? The beauty is he's already a star. So yeah. you, all you got to do is come up with a business that allows the people that mess with you to come aboard. Right. Me being at this level, exactly. it's like, oh, well, yeah. we can shut this out. And I'm going, bro, I already have it. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's things that I still can do. So I'm not worried yeah. about it. You know what I mean? Exactly. But you're dealing with that. Same thing just happened to comedian John Lester. They shut him down in, in Atlanta. Oh. Now, there's there's two separate sides to that, but he did a Trump joke. Um, apparently, some people walked out. Wow. And some people stayed. They were laughing. He has a video on his Instagram. Uh, the, the casino told him, don't do that joke again. And really? Wow. He did it again, uh, and they of took him off for the rest Good of the shows. Him. Wow. But, John but Lester, was, do you yeah, see that? Like, Support John Lester yeah, out no, there. Yeah, no, man, I love Support him. Support John Lester. You know, the messed up thing is like, do you, 
if they tell you not to do something, do you not do it? No, I think especially well, that's, with a Trump Trump city. it's complicated because even like you take it outside of Trump. What if you're what if you're at the improv or something and just like, hey, don't don't say fuck. Right, right, you know? right. So there's lines. I mean, I'm not yeah, saying that, he shouldn't that, have done that. No, I'm no, just no, saying, no. But, but that's it's a complicated. Line, that's a line in comedy that's been there forever. The difference between right. working blue and not working blue. But in terms of actual saying stuff about political content, that's more like in China where they have government officials in the crowds telling you what you can joke about and right. not joke about. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? And but I it's get, like, why book me? Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> what you should I, know who you're and booking. And don't tell me when I get there. Right. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, can't I say could have fuck. 20 minutes on Trump that I'm working on. What the <laughs> right. fuck? Yeah. Oh, that could have been my only material. But it does raise a bigger, uh, not <laughs> like, a bigger question, but in comedy, it raises a bigger question about like, say if it's a it's an audience of handicapped people and right. they say don't talk about wheelchairs. Are you saying are you saying Trump supporters are handicapped? Are handicapped Aaron Weaver, I find that. To be <laughs> are you well, trying yeah, to say that? That to be very that black people are equally as disabled. Uh, no, as no, no, no. <laughs> what are you saying, <laughs> Aaron Weaver? This happens every <laughs> time. <laughs> I guess like, like, this is the white make, guy. No, no, no. <laughs> Notice we bring up the anthem. Eric goes, "Well, the kid go back in the back." No, no, but for real, like it brings up the question: Should you? Always be allowed to say whatever you want. Like no, but I think no, but in, that maybe in terms you should of, be. In terms, in terms of con- no, in should. the working blue and working, working clean, working dirty, that I get a hundred percent. Because sometimes but tell, tell, tell but somebody con- that the content you can't tell people what to say on stage. Right, right, right. Okay, the cuss word thing is one thing, but I don't think you can ever tell a comedian the content to say on stage because that to me is the whole fucking reason comedy exists. Right, right, and right. it can't exist without that. Right, calm down. I'm so not calling. You're not out. on stage now. Nobody. You can talk about whatever you want. Honey. Welcome to Fanatics, <laughs> where we get angry about nothing. No, More but videos. It, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I want to hear the links again. <laughs> you want to hear the links? There are yeah. no links. But you know, I've kind of, you know, I grew up in Indiana among like all white people. You know, like that school was so white, I practically passed for the Me black too. kid. Ha ha ha! Right, but. But I was kind of like a neutral observer <laughs> to like right. white people, like behind the scenes. And, you know, my best friends are Republican conservative. And I don't think racism and conservatism go hand in hand or anything like that. But I do think there's a blind spot in terms of empathy to put yourself in other people's shoes. You know what I mean? Because nobody, yeah, you- gets, nobody gets offended more than, you know, certain segments of this country about Oh, this is anti-American, this or that, but they're not willing to see stuff from from another angle. Yeah, you, you gotta be I mean? willing, and even if you are, you still don't even. But you're you're. You, you, I'm gonna have ask, an, you should be able to have an opinion though. Yeah. And and this goes for both sides. If you're white and you feel whatever you feel, then I'm not saying it's cool. But you know, based on what you grow up on and so on, so on, like say people, it out loud. People think black people are angry, and it's it's for reasons. You know, yeah. I could tell you when I was 11, walking to the park to go play baseball, that these cops slowly pulled up on us. We're freaking 11 years old yeah. going to the park with mittens, and you know, like going to the park. So you have something that you deal with. And as a Caucasian, if you if you don't deal with that stuff then you're not going to understand. But yeah. have your opinion, but don't this sure. this whole like, you know, fuck that dude. And, yeah. you know, it's like you don't have to. This is you're trying to we're all trying to get to one thing, which is peace and a place for our kids to be in. You know what I mean? But, yeah. But yeah. it's not helping. I think it's helpful if, if more white people can admit they're ignorant 
Right. You know, because I think that's, a weird, that's a, a weird spot right now. Because I think a lot of guys, or not guys, just I think a lot of people want to help right. or be better, <laughs> but they like, don't what? want to admit. I think there's this other pushback from like the far left that's like, if you're anything but completely 100% woke, 100, I agree right, with you. Right. I like, agree they need to you. be able to be like, yo, dude, yo, I, I, I want to be better, but I don't know shit, dude. Like, I. But I, I but I like that, you know, and, it, and it's 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 open for conversation. And this is, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the Kanye thing. I'm not saying he didn't mess up, you know, with what he said. But in the hindsight of things, if you decode it, he was trying to. It, I I feel like it's like, what's the solution? Protests aren't working because you get yeah. tired. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Unless you're a Native American, they stayed out there and and took fire hoses and all that stuff, but. You know, you get tired during protests. So, what's the solution? And it's go no, ahead. go ahead, go ahead. You, you. Go. I was just gonna say it's funny because there was a guy who who befriended KKK members. There's a dude who went it went viral, but yep. he and I know exactly what you're them, talking about. He let them wear their uniforms, say whatever they wanted to say, and eventually yeah. they that he turned about. Uh, over ten of them away. They took. They they gave yeah. the KKK up. That's all we. I think we need like a Tinder for like <laughs> for opposite races and ideals. You know, and just like you got to match with this person right, that's nothing right. like you and go out and hang out for a day. That's I, so. That's that's funny and dope. I'm so glad you brought that. I'm so glad you brought that guy <laughs> up. Um, yeah, and I have the story right here. Uh, black man convinces. 200 Ku Klux Klansmen to leave white supremacists oh, I said 10 by Damn. by by befriending them and I think that's also important you know like I like I'm upset about it this and that but dialogue is so important we can't just condemn and shut people out like I had a community college class that I was in down in southern Indiana and um and I didn't think much of it, but after the class, the teacher came up to me and she was like, you know, thank you so much. And I was like, why? She goes, I had numerable or numerous students who came up and said how glad they were to have you in class and that you changed their minds. Mm -hmm. And like, I wasn't trying to change their minds. I just sat next to them, talked to them normal, mm -hmm. befriended them. And they realized, oh, my shit about that was really prejudiced because a right. lot of it is just ignorance and lack of exposure. Right. And that's what I've noticed growing up in Indiana. Those are the sweetest, nicest people, even racist people. That right, I met. Right. As soon as they're exposed to shit, you know, you it's amazing how much the human spirit can right. overcome it. Right. Now, on uh, as far as comedy is concerned, on the other side of that, I don't think the other side of that is racism doesn't exist. I think the other side of that is those kind of the uh, far left uh, police police people. You know what I mean? Who want to yeah. police the everything? <laughs> no, but who want to say you say a joke on stage? Oh, that's racist. That's sexist. Right, they, won't, right. they won't let you. You said you said John Lester in terms yeah, of yeah. he can't say a Trump joke. Yeah, but you have the other side of it who won't let you explore those areas of comedy and they shut you down the same way that the same way that that racists might shut down or, or excuse me trump supporters might shut down right, right. trump material and i don't think any of that is is right right I, you know? i'm sorry what, I, what what was that metaphor i don't get it so so you have an example give us an yeah, example yeah, yeah. Of so you have like with, with, with like john lester yeah, yeah, yeah. saying like um saying Trump jokes. Trump jokes. Yeah. And he was saying that was wrong. Yeah. And let's say like. If you say like a gender joke. I like a gender joke. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Like and, and everyone, you know, like Chappelle with his last special went through uh, 
went through getting criticized because he made jokes about, let's say the, uh, I think it was the Me Too movement or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so did Tony. It's the, because so no, did Tony Rock. But you get, you Tony, get, you get Tony what, Robbins. Tony, because, you get what I'm trying to equate yeah, there yeah, with Chappelle. To me, like I had, so, I had a gay guy call me, and and this is what it's really about, because I had yeah. a gay guy call me, and he was like, "What do you think about what Dave Chappelle said?" And I said, "I think it's hilarious. I don't <laughs> think, I don't think he meant it." And he said it, you know. Yeah, he was pretty clear. You have to. I, I say this to people. Like I remember a couple came up to me with their daughter, and they said she just came out, and I'm, I appreciate what you said on stage. I said, "Listen, I said you gotta understand that this is not easy. Like yeah. nobody wants to. I didn't go like let me put on dude clothes and go live a, a hard ass life, and I'm gonna, you know what I mean? Like that yeah. you think about those stuff. So when you go through it, you really are are you know dealing with something. So in saying that to her parents, I also said to the child that you have to understand what the parents might feel. So there's two different understandings of like, you can't be mad at them for not getting right. this gay shit, but you can't, you know, shun her out. Yeah. And and that's what it's about. I was like, Dave Chappelle said he didn't understand and he made his joke. Yeah. That's it's a great funny. way to go in there saying like, you don't understand. Like I'm, I don't understand. I don't, I just did a show at an LGBT uh, festival and I walked into all genders bathroom and saw a dude peeing and was like, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I went to the women's bathroom, but I didn't, I, it was just the concept of like, yo, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's millennium shit. I get that. But yeah. I just think quit trying to censor comedy. That's that's Stop my thing. To, like it's if it's funny, if it's it's funny. Yeah, yeah. you don't yeah. have to out like you're Change stupid imbeciles. Like you yeah. know what I mean? It does suck when there's bad comics that say horrible things, but like but that's it's not part worth cutting that out. Like it's yeah. not worth it. That's right. part cut of everything. So much more out. When yeah, you we cut can't. That out. If you play to the lowest common denominator, then we'll all beat the lowest common denominator. Right, we right, can't right. govern ourselves by idiots. But here's uh, the great Shantae Wayne's uh, stand-up. <laughs> Fucking hate it, man. I don't know what I did wrong. Pick the wrong lifestyle, man. I gotta say, cause women, we are fucking crazy. Each and every one of us is psycho as hell. Like I actually believe, I think every chick should date another chick before they get married. Calm down, ladies, it's not to recruit you. Just to help you realize how fucking crazy you really are. You date you and I guarantee you have a perfect straight marriage after that, real. And I say that because my chick, she try to catch me cheating and I think she forget I'm a female. Cause I come in the house and she looking at me like, who panties are these? I'm like, mine, bitch. Why are you looking through my drawers? <laughs> she only do stuff you can only do in a straight relationship. Like I remember going to bed one night, she's like, baby, I got cramps. Could you go to the store and get me some chocolate and ice cream? I started my cycle. It's like, bitch, me too. <laughs> you didn't know this relationship put us on the same cycle? <laughs> now, won't you go to the store and get us some chocolate and ice cream? <laughs> Bring back one of them Lifetime movies so we can hate dudes some more. <laughs> Hearing yourself. There she is. I hate it. The fabulous Shantae hey. Wayne. Just clap, trying clap, to speak clap, up clap, for dudes because I know y'all go clap, through clap. stuff and, you know, it's not fair all the time. So, you know. Are you in a relationship right now? I am. How long have you been in that relationship? Uh, about five years, man. Five wow. years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I remember being up in the, in the lobby both commiserating about oh, random shit. Yeah, yeah, man. Five years. Five years. So, yeah. when, so when did you first know that you were gay? Oh, man. 
so far I was just saying this. Um, I I always liked girls. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I remember being in third grade and hashtag me too. Make a chick, yeah. yo. Make make wow. Jamaican chick with brick t- big titties. That was so bad. Jamaican um, chick with brick titties. No, b- big, big titties. titties. <laughs> she, she was the only girl with titties in our school, and we used to like go home and yeah. sleep um, every day after school. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. always had like those moments, and then I kind of I came out like, probably like eighteen. Yeah. And then didn't go hard until like twenty two. And did you much. have any resistance when you when you came out? Well, the resistance is like I had a grandfather's jehovah's witness and you know oh, so you come from a jehovah's not witness. the whole family okay. but but i've always been searching for god or you know universe or what this life means so i'm always intrigued i'll, I'll talk to a muslim i'll talk to an israelite like you know we could talk because i i like that stuff but you also this is why i say it, it's hard because you really feel what you feel yeah. and and i believe that i could fall in love with a dude but sexually it's not like being with a woman. I'm not like in love. Yeah, like me, I'm me in, and Aaron fell in love last night, actually. But I could tell the way you've been looking at each other. <laughs> yeah, the whole you know, time. That, that's. A, I think that's a really beautiful thought, actually. You know, you're a beautiful. Thought. Oh, thank you. Oh. I take. Wow. It. And when did you? All sorry, beautiful. I didn't mean to cheat. And how did you get him to cheat <laughs> on you right away? <laughs> how did you? How did love you? Love triangle. How did you come into stand-up comedy? Because if 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 listeners don't know, Shantae is from the famous uh, comedy family, the Waynes family. Mm-hmm. So how did? What was your personal journey, kind of to finding the stage? Um. Well. You know, originally I grew up like I've I've been a geek in like tech and stuff like that, and you know I, I wanted to go to school for computer science and and all that type of stuff. So when I did move out to California, I was able to kind of, um, you know, I was a PA, uh, a PA where nobody would ask me to help them because my uncle's directing. So <laughs> I got to go around nice. the different pr- departments and kind of see what's out there. So you had like After Effects and Post, and so I got into editing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like kind of my journey, just getting into like the TV and seeing that world. And then I actually saw my cousin perform, uh, Damon Wayans Jr. And I literally went home and like couldn't sleep. I thought about two jokes that, you know, I kind of meshed away now. I did two jokes and they invited me back to the main show. And that's like, that's fantastic. That's like that story. Now, I'm sure you found uh, times where it's helped being a Wayans and yeah, times yeah. where it's hurt. Uh, being a Wayne's. Can yeah. you talk us through through some of those kind of? I mean, the 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 thing is, the the pros and cons are like people want you for the name. Sure. And sometimes, you know, if you're not ready, you know, then they look at you like, oh, you're not really a Wayne's. Like you're not funny. Um, you know, but but it, people want to bring you in with kind of like also trying to see if you can get your uncle in yeah you know what i'm saying or your family in so you're always like kind of i remember the other day and, and this is the stuff i'll do where I, I i start to become a certain type of way like i'm responding to people like no i'm not gonna do that and so forth and so on but i did just the other day i had this guy come over and i was just talking about i was like he seems like a cool dude you know he got money he's chilling you know do his stuff i like that um he goes he sees me at the haha and he goes hey uh I want to see if you can hook me up with a literary agent. And I'm like, oh, you know, let me see. I was like, I am i don't think I'm at that place to be referring people, but, you mm-hmm. know, I'll try. Mm-hmm. My cousin Damon walks out and he goes, hey, what up, Damon? I would love to have you on my show. Yeah. And in my head, I'm going, that should have been reverse. Damon right. 
could probably get you the literary, the literary agent. And I could do the show. <laughs> Damon probably won't do the show. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's like things like that. Like just you you you're dealing with that stuff, and it's not cool. And it's it's so it's, it sounds like you know, and maybe it helps up front, but it's where it you helps. are. It's like I can get yeah. in the door, I can get meetings, sure. I can do that. But it's always like, okay, are you gonna listen to me? Mm-hmm. Like hear my ideas. It's like, my, oh, I love that. Somebody uh, else in my so family. So what do you think? Like who yeah, could yeah, be attached yeah, to it? Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, I had yeah. I had a chick that was like, you know, I was sending her ideas, and then she's like telling me about this Disney stuff and all this stuff, and I'm like, great. And low key, like she just turned into like, hey, I gotta ask you a favor, and it it, it all just comes around like we yeah. love you, we can get you, mm-hmm. but if you could just yeah. have this attachment, I'm like, I got celebrity friends that. I could. <laughs> I would rather go to them than my family. You know sure, what I mean? Sure. What was your What was your first time on stage? What was it? Uh, it was at the Ha. It was at the Ha. Yeah, like two thousand three. Two thousand. Okay. Yeah. When 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 What age were you when you lost your virginity? Whoa. Uh, when's the first time I got <laughs> molested? Probably five. Oh really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh shit, maybe no. I should have. No, so, I mean, is, does that count as losing your virginity? No, you I don't. I don't think so. Hey, Tom, did I lose you? Did I lose you out there? <laughs> That's our producer, Tommy. Uh, Tommy, Tommy's not handling this. Sorry to sensitive people out there. I'm a survivor, and I'm. That's Are you? I no, I didn't. I didn't know that. No, 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 and I didn't, no, I'm fine. not uh, sad about it. Um, yeah. um, you know what I was gonna say? Oh, for officially, probably like. Probably 16, 16, 15, 16. So what was 15? more, what was more awkward? Your first time on stage or, or, or losing your virginity? Oh, hilarious. Probably on stage. <laughs> on stage. <laughs> yeah. Cause the virgin, I mean, I dated my boyfriend I think they're very similar by the way. No. So you, that's you, probably for guys. Cause you guys are so macho and then, but that's interesting. In so two you, seconds. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you didn't even put it in. I don't even know if I lost it. I was like, uh, I might yeah, have a baby yeah, yeah. and I didn't even get to have sex. My first time did not last as long as my first time. It was horrible. But so he you told were, me he wasn't a virgin and all this stuff, oh, and he no. was like, "No, you know, I did this." I'll trick her. <laughs> I'll move my hips. Played a little. A little uh, what, what was the Celine Dion song? Oh, oh the Titanic. The Titanic. Oh hell that's no! Amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh my god! So did your heart actually go Near on? Far. That's what I lost it to. I was that's like, funny. so, so you lost your you lost your. Virginity to a dude then. Yeah, yeah. So did you knew, know you were gay at this point? Or were you going through the motions? No, I was or? still like dating women. But I, I mean, not dating women, but but those were in different spurts. You know what I mean? Right. Like it went from third grade and So was, was that was that your only uh, sexual experience with a dude? No. No? No. Okay. Um, I've, I've had, you know, about two other partners. Okay, that's interesting. So what was yeah. the dude at first? What was his name? Damn. I don't want to say that. I'll tell you the guy. No, I can't say Leonardo that DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah. Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. The guy from Jason's lyrics, Alan Payne. Um, that's what I used to love seeing. Does this bring you back to anything? It, you gotta find it. That was such a long. It's such a long intro. She's still not singing. <laughs> what the hell's this video? Well, let me just tell you that the sex was over. We just had the first few notes. Is this turning you on, Shante? Not at all. No. What's happened to Celine? He was actually, he was fat. He was fat. I was into guys that people like, 
didn't like. I, I was at JROTC and and I saw him and I thought he was just the cutest camel, and yeah. I was like, aw. So are you are you? Do you consider yourself bi or or you just weren't you weren't? I think I was just uh, you know. The funny thing is I wasn't fucking like that. Like my friends were, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. I liked getting hit. Like yeah. I I would get a I was a hoe in that department. <laughs> dudes, <laughs> dudes would just eat my vagina and it was like that was me. I feel like that was the move in high school if you liked a girl you and you weren't sure oh, you yeah. like oh baby I would go down on Newbies you just let me go so down on you too, just let me go down. Oh, yeah. You just want to be close. This you know? one dude used I didn't to, do that. He put ice around me and it no. like numbed me up so I didn't even feel anything. I was like oh, that was oh his move. God. He probably that saw that in a like, movie or yeah, something. There's all these urban legends about <laughs> what works and shit. You're like yo put a candle like, right by her butthole. All right. Put a candle right by her butthole. Yeah. Numbed me right up. He's like, you feel that? Like, hey, did you ever have a woman put a candle That's in your butthole? So oh yeah, not lit though. <laughs> yeah, so yeah funny, man. man. That's so funny. So, so you were at the casino, and the casino guys kind of stopped you, stopped you in the parking lot. Was it? No, no, no. It's like you know when you come out the casino, and then there's like that crossway because you got valet coming in. But yeah, it's yeah, 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 like yeah. That, uh, the roof kind of piece. I want to cross the sh- like across so. The hotel could see me. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm right and there. It's, yeah, and it's like a hotel. Yeah, you know it's, a, it's obviously yeah, like it's a guest huge, and stuff. But, it, but again, like, it's a digital, you know, hotel. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, I walk, you walk past it. It's not like I came through the casino and then went outside. Sure, um, sure. And then, and then, you know, those are the things that it's really about. It's just like, I don't, you just, you just want respect. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to like me. But if you don't, if you don't like me, just don't say anything. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to be my friend. You don't have to cross paths. So don't say anything to me and have your opinion. Of course. And keep it to your group. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know when you see some of those videos, it's like kind of a very helpless feeling. You know what I mean? Because like, what do you, did you see the video with the vegetation guy? No. This is so I have it uh, here. This guy gets pulled over because he has vegetation on his car, and what that vegetation is are the leaves that fall from trees. Yeah. <laughs> Let me play some of this for you. What caught my attention was this this vegetation stuff right here. That ain't got nothing. It's literally tree leaves and sticks on his on his windowsill. That that's tree stuff, man. Test it. That gotta be from the tree, man. Y'all pull me off on his outside car. Hold on just a minute. Let me put this in the bag. Yeah, it's like in like you know how leaves get in your car, like on the little in the back part, you know what I mean? Yeah, this is shit, man. So he leaves, right? What are you... <laughs> and then the cop comes back. That's from a tree, man. The cop comes back and tells him he's going to take the tree material to test it. Oh, my God. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he gets him out of the car, and the guy's like, well, test the material first. I have no, You have no legal yeah, right yeah. to put me out of the car. He's like, I don't have to test it, no. I failed to turn. Yeah, step on out for me. Sir, you, do you have a reason to, I do. for me? I got the vegetation in the window. That's not, that's, that's from the oh tree, sir. I don't even God. smoke. I I'll, can test. I'll, I'll test it here in a little bit, okay? No, you got to test it so right now. I ain't got to test it right now. I need you to step no. out for me. Stop. Step out for what? Sir, no, no, no. Facebook, Facebook, y'all. Y'all see that, right? Facebook. Stop resisting. Y'all see, I'm not. You are. Relax. You're being detained. Like that was so, last week. But this Crazy. this is the shit that riles you like that like for me when I go do comedy clubs, a cop can't even come joke with me. Yeah. Because it, like I just think if I wasn't in these walls, how would you treat me? 
So I don't every time I see them now, it's like this uncomfortable yeah, feeling. Untrust, it's it's such an untrust, it's not cool. Well, you know I, what I mean? I feel like a lot of like I said, you know, being a minority in this country, I'm kind of a neutral observer to race yeah, relations. Yeah. So I can see those things clearly and right, be right. like, look at that, that's clearly injustice. But I think for some reason like, uh, white people have a problem seeing that. And, you know, you are in the white community. And I'm not saying you, Aaron. But what's your assessment within the community of why white people, to be honest, like, real talk, why white people have a problem seeing it? Well, having grown up in a place like you did. you grew, He grew up, uh, uh, Aaron grew up in Illinois. I grew up in Indiana. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I grew up in Michigan. and uh, Or Michigan, excuse me. I think some of it is, like, like I grew up around some poor white people and they're just like, well, my life sucks. <laughs> like what the fuck? You right, know? right. Why are they angry? They, they don't understand how much more it could suck. Right. If right. they had to deal with what other people had to deal with, but their life still sucks. So they're like, you know, yeah. they're like working at and that, that's the a, dollar store. Yeah, fucking that's, a, that's a good point. Welfare, too. you know, within like, racism, there are a lot of socioeconomic issues for it existing on that end, too. There's a great Bob Dylan song called Only a Pawn in Their Game. And it's kind of how the rich white classes uses the poorer classes to their own devices. Mm-hmm. And I just wish they could see it because they vote against their economic and political interests right. at every turn. But see, that's where conspiracy theory kicks in. And it's yeah. like there's a division and whoever these people are in control are they're freaking smart as hell or not yeah. necessarily smart. But if we just see how dumb we are, we're distracted. Yeah, we're dumb as hell. We don't get it. If you know, it's like. All we're saying is like if a white, if some, you know, with these mass shootings, you're going into churches, you're going into the place that y'all made us learn. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's y'all shit. So to have this, you know, which is a place of God, ridiculous. right? Yeah. But it's but everything is more just like let's be fair. If yeah. somebody black does something wrong, they should go to jail. Nobody's saying nobody's to, saying to save that. Them. Yes, but for you to stop this, there was another video where the dude was in his drivers. Uh, he was in his uh, going into his yeah. house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the and the guy was saying he was being, you know, uh, he wasn't cooperating. Yeah. Like I'm in my driveway. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so these are the things, and 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 it's almost like like it makes me want to go. You know what? This is like some saw shit. But it's like instead of like killing people, it's like how do you put them in a situation? Where they can feel what you feel and then go, this is all we're saying. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I take your kid, you can't find your kid. Or what if you saw your so kid hung, we need, but we they need, weren't really we need hung? A, we need a, a reverse get out? No, I mean, it's <laughs> no, happening. No, you need a saw, hap- uh, saw racist, a racist version like, of saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, happening yeah. on a very <laughs> low level right now where, like, White people feel like they're being targeted as well, white that's, people, yeah. you know? and that's white, a lower, people, that's a much lower people, level. White but. people do. I've seen polling where it's like fifty-four percent of white people think they're discriminated against, and that same polling group think uh, black people are discriminated against sixty percent. So they think almost like both things exist. Well, they're getting dis- it's because so many ethnics are now attacking. Or just one crew, but it's, it's not. Nobody's going it's ethnic all existing. White. It's just right. the country is becoming browner, and there's and there's anxiety because of that. But no, but this is what's so funny. Nobody, we all want to be this way. Yeah, it's that group, and it's not even all white people. It's of course that not. It's group. not, and we're not saying that. We're not. Saying you know that. what I mean? So it's like they're the ones that are creating this never-ending. Of course, um, uh, war. But I will tell you, you know, or all my all my best them. friends, most of them are Caucasian, and like just growing up with them, we're drunk, we'll talk like real talk. Hold on, one sec, one sec. We'll talk real talk, 
And I'll ask them, like, when you guys at your family table and there's none of us around, like, what do you say? Like, do you use these N-words and this? And he goes, Sean, like, you wouldn't even believe it. You know what I mean? And just to bring it back to the Kaepernick thing, um, if you look at historical protests in the past, like uh, whether it's Martin Luther King or it's Tommy Smith and John Carlos raising their fists or it's Muhammad Ali, those guys at that time went through even uh, more hell than, um, than, than Kaepernick is going through now. Okay, they were completely castigated by society, spit upon, uh, their livelihoods withheld from them. And now, to a man, to a woman, to a person, every single person supports the actions that they did. Mm. You know, so I kind of ask you to consider within historical context whether you would support Martin Luther King at the time. Because if you were white and you supported Martin Luther King, you were a fucking progressive motherfucker at that time. Right. One of the most progressive people in this country. So this kind of illusion that uh, that that everyone supported him then, or or now, you know, we all support him now, is is a myth. Uh, but that being said, the great Shantae Waynes, thank you for joining us. Anything oh, man, else thank you want to you. You add, Shantae? Tell them where no, to find man, you. No, man, just you know, love yourself. So you know. Uh, properly so you can continue to try to figure out how to love your neighbor properly and uh, we can make a better world that's follow it. me uh, you can check out all my stuff at cwayans.com thank you so much for having me and that's me. it and here just to bring home my point about Ali here's Ali talking about race in the 70s thank you Shantae you were great bothering you you look so I well I don't like his arrogance I think you don't like by, no, that's because, because, no it, no no sir no you look like a nigga talking like this the white people oh I Listen, I, I beg your pardon. No, 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 no. I don't want to, all black people don't cut up what you're saying. You, you, you mean white people know. Listen, woman, everybody black watching this show knows why you don't like the way I talk. You look like a nigga talking to you like this. Niggas never done that oh, like this. Sir, before. I beg I know you, what it I is. Don't tell me what you don't I like. Beg you. you don't I'm know who you're talking you to. What I don't like. You know, I don't care what you don't like. Just buy a ticket to see me get my butt whooped. No, no. Listen, I'm in a minority in this country here. What, I'm what's from, your minority? I'm what are you? from England. Uh, and oh, I, you're a minority. You're from England. You're on England. You're on England and America. You white. You can go anywhere in this city you want to go. Oh, you from England. You're more free than me. You from England. Didn't you say you're a minority? You know you can go to towns, moving neighborhoods. You can buy things over. You can open a business downtown Chicago and do business, and I can't do it, but you from England. Now you got some nerve to come over and be mad at me because I'm proud and I want to fight and be confident and get my people to be proud and fight and do. We the minority too. We've been a minority for 400 years and you freer than me and you from England. You are freer than me and everybody know you. How many of you white people here truly believe that she's not as free as me or any black man? She can open up a shop downtown. He can't even rent a store. You can. Don't compare yourself with no black man. You got to be out of your mind, lady. She's a woman, though. Which, which Whatever she is, she's a white woman, and she's in a white society. I'm, I'm not getting on that. The woman is more free of all black people in Chicago. Well, I don't know about that. Well, I know about it. You're a hypocrite. You say, thank you. It's the great Muhammad Ali. Wise words to live by. Uh, I want to thank Shantae Waynes for coming through. She was so much fun. That got so real, right, wow, everybody? She she is great. We had fun, though. I think that was a fun discussion. Yeah, I'm in love now. I'm in love, too. But only with you. Okay. okay. Same with me. <laughs> Just me. Uh, what else happened? We had more NBA playoffs. Real quick, we're going to bring in Mikey Winfield so we can uh, do our latest on teams who are out. Uh, real quick, I saw this awesome thing. Uh, 
about uh, Michael Jordan and Chris Paul were at this camp, and Chris Paul challenges Jordan. He goes, if you miss uh, a single shot or whatever, the whole camp will get free, th- free shoes. So we have this clip. I'll talk you through it real quick. So Chris Paul is handing the ball over to Jordan. And these are all children. Let's remind, this is free shoes for children. So he's handing the ball over to Michael Jordan. Kids are cheering. Jordan picks up the ball. Cut, swish. Cut, swish. Cut, swish. Kids are cheering less loud. Cut, swish. Cut, swish. This last one. Jordan's got uh, Chris Paul. Covers Jordan's eyes. Covers his eyes, okay? MJ. Cut, switch. No free shoes for you kids. No free shoes. <laughs> Work hard, you bastards. But I was looking up uh, the shoe contracts right now, which are pretty crazy. I mean, the NBA for the top players, it's pretty much just commercials for shoe contracts. Uh, MJ is still the top at $110 million. LeBron is at $32 million. Then it's KD at 25 and Kobe at 16, Harden at 14. So it's kind of crazy how much money they make. But uh, that being said, let us bring in friend of the show, Mikey Winfield. Are you here, Mike? Yo, yo, and guess what? What's uh, up, Mikey? Harden's shoe contract is about to explode because he dunked on Draymond last night. <laughs> so did you see that poster of him dunking on Draymond? You're like, what? Oh, that is! Oh, that was there. awesome! It was a mighty dunk, yeah. my friend. What are you doing right now? Where are you? Where are you heading? What are you up to? Hey, man, I'm on my way to Culver City, and everybody knows when you're trying to get to Culver City from the north, it takes like seven hours, even if you're only in Burbank. So I'm on my way there, <laughs> trying to wheeze through traffic. I might as well walk. I think I would have better chance if I was on foot trying to walk up, so I can rehearse for this thing I'm about to play a lawyer in. You're yeah, about, about to play, to play a lawyer. lawyer. Mikey motherfucking Whitfield's about to be a lawyer in the <laughs> building. Yeah, man. That's how I come through with them acting chops. I love it. it up. I love it, man. So, Mikey, uh, we've had three teams exit since the last time we talked to you. Um, which one of these teams do you want to start with first? Yo, you know what, man? Like, we got to start with Utah. You want to start with Utah? Let's start with Utah because it's such a positive feeling about how Utah should feel yeah. with the young stud coming in the building. We all know who the young stud is. Donovan Mitchell. And I do love Mormons. They're the nicest people. Okay. Um, here we are. Here is Mikey Winfield's song. Do you want before or after to explain why you picked this? You know what? Play it. Play it. All right. Here we are. You really want to know who Superman is? <laughs> Watch this. I can't have no sympathy, no sympathy. All that shit I seen him made my blood thicker. Spill from medicine inside a double cup. Double up my cream, now that's a double step. Yeah. Please don't hit my phone if it ain't about no commas. Keep the peace like Dalai Lama, big body hummus. Back and not the parking spot and throw the lobby on him. He exempt Sean Kempy, keep that 40 on him. Go. There it is, J. Cole Motivate. Mikey Yo, Winfield, go ahead. That's it. Why that's did you pick J. Cole Motivate? It's how Utah should feel. They should feel motivated. They got some promise, and even though they're probably not going to get out the West for another seven years, they should <laughs> feel very motivated to know that they have the pieces in place 
right. to have a team that they could compete with, but only way they would get out the East, I mean, out the uh, West, is if they moved to the East, which yeah. I don't think is going to happen. No. But they should feel amazing about their promise and about their young stud. This dude is getting it in. Donovan Mitchell, they certainly had an incredible year. I mean, to make it to the second round of the Western Conference playoffs and tag a, a game or two against the Rockets is pretty amazing. What was your assessments of, of the Jazz season this year, Aaron Weaver? Uh, Yeah, man. This is the Motivate song. I like that because it's also the clean version, which if any team's going to be the clean version, it's going to be Utah. Good so. catch. Good catch. That was the clean version. Yeah, yeah. Very meta, Mikey Winfield. Very nice. Deep dive on that. I didn't pick up on that. No, they're good, man. I, yeah. I'd be scared of them if I was in the West. You know, Donovan Mitchell, to me, is the closest thing we've seen to a James Harden. You know, but he seems a little bit more focused, uh, more willing to play defense, a little bit more disciplined on the edges. You know, and I agree with this motivate thing, but I also think of what was lost. Like, imagine if Gordon Hayward didn't just run to Boston. What? Like, what, wow. if, what if he would have stayed uh, there in Utah? Maybe he wouldn't have gotten hurt. And what would that team be with Gordon Hayward on it? You know, they would be a completely different level. That you maybe you're talking hey, Western Conference Finals. The thing is, this is one of the best rookie classes. Absolutely. How, however, you if you don't are you going to do the, the Stephen rookie, A. Smith? However, however. <laughs> hey, you got to give the rookie a chance to shine. Right. And sometimes it's not always being next to a star. Sometimes they have to be the star. Yeah, so you're saying maybe if Hayward there, he would have he wouldn't have allowed Mitchell to grow maybe the way he would have. Absolutely. Yeah, he wouldn't have been starting even. I don't know. I I I disagree because Hayward would have been at the three, so you would have had you would have had Rubio, Mitchell, uh, Hayward favors Gobert. I think still so much of that scoring would still have to fall on Mitchell, but it's one of those things like we'd never know now, right? We'd never know. We'll never know. We'll never know. But we do know that uh, the New Orleans Pelicans are no longer in the playoffs, right? Oh, man. And you know what, Daggett? This team, they irritate me. And the people that talk <laughs> about this team irritates me because they have so much potential. They and do. then Boogie Cousins goes down. And then people say stupid stuff like they're better without Boogie Cousins. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Okay. How, how are you? Better I may, an I may be one of those people, but let's play before we get into that. Let's play this song first. Play it. Satisfy your wants. 
That's why I'm letting this one play, man. Stop looking me in the eye, bro. I'm looking you in the eye. Look me in the eyes while we play this song, okay, Aaron Weaver. I'm not ready for that interview. Look at me. <laughs> you look like look Boogie. Look at me. <laughs> that is a Breakup to Makeup by the Stylistics. Uh, and Mike E. Winfield, future lawyer, Esquire. Why are you picking this particular song for the New Orleans Pellies? When I say Breakup, about the bones of the Pelicans players. Every year they're injured. Every year. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Davis is coming back from an injury or maybe Rondo's hurt. Now yeah. you got Boogie Cousins. This yeah. team is always broken up and then people are talking about breaking them up. They're talking and speaking ridiculous. This is a team that needs to make up. They need to make their body so. parts up together and they have incredible promise. They're well, one of the teams with an MVP like AD that could actually come out of the conference finals when the Warriors decide they're bored. I think, you know, I was, I was, I like that you picked this song, but I thought it was for a different reason. I think, Tell the, me what. I think the Pelicans need to break up to make up. Okay, like what you were saying in terms of Donovan Mitchell not being able to play next to Hayward, maybe it would allow him to grow. I think that's absolutely what's going on with Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. It is no mistake that they went on their uh, their longest run of the season, winning streak of the season, after Boogie Cousins got hurt. Because to me, it allowed Anthony Davis to be kind of the center focus of that team. Allowed him to operate with space. You know what I mean? When you have Boogie there next to each other, it's kind of dueling efficiencies in terms of what they're good at. And I think it blankets AD. I think you're much better off. I mean, now it's too late. If if Before the trade deadline last year, you would have traded Boogie for outside pieces and guards and forwards who who can surround Anthony Davis and kind of light it up and spread the floor around him. That was my assessment of the situation. I would have traded the shit out of Boogie and gotten a shit ton of assets. Get Paul George. Paul, we said that one time. Paul George, Paul George or Boston? I think Boston would have been willing yeah, to trade Boston, for... Yeah, get Boston. Get the whole team. Get the whole team from Boston. <laughs> that would be better. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? What? Paul George overrated. He's overrated, he's but overrated. if he's with AD and he's just like second second well, best... I think would you, would Paul George have, is overrated. Let me ask Aaron. Would you rather have Boogie or an assortment of maybe guards and wings? Uh, oh, the assortment. Yeah. A deeper, better team. They They need depth and they need... Guard skill. So we disagree with you on that one, Mikey Winfield. Well, you guys don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> We're talking to a lawyer, though. Yeah, he is a lawyer. Hey, yes, but yes. You know what? Uh, I, go ahead. No, no, man. Boogie, I, I watched him firsthand in Sacramento. And, yes, AD Mike was able Sa- to Mike, spread his wings. That's Sacramento. Uh, Sacramento is Mike's hometown and home team. Just so our right. listeners know. But go ahead. Thank you. And, hey, man, a guy like Boogie wants to win. So they're getting to points of their career where they have to learn how to maneuver, and he's willing. He's a champion, man. He's willing to do it, but they have to be together. When you break off good pieces, people look back and say stuff like, remember when they were all together? This doesn't have to be that situation. Let right. them form their chemistry. Right. You know, my take on the Pelicans is actually this. I think there's one player who the Pelicans need, and uh, I think this player needs them as well. And I think that player is LeBron James. 
Everyone's talking about Houston or Golden State. My two spots for LeBron James are actually New Orleans and Boston. I think those are the two best nah, landing not going spots to for him. I would not. I would not assume that for one bit. There's no way he's going to take over Kyrie's team again. What, what makes you think Kyrie's going to be there? I would trade him for Kyrie back to Cleveland. Maybe or thirteen gets <laughs> or thirteen gets involved. Why exactly does Boston need Kyrie? The narrative is bad for LeBron to go it's to not, Boston, the next new real contender in the East. I don't East. think he gives a shit about the narrative. I think if Kyrie Irving gets traded to another team, LeBron finds his way there. He wants a situation like that where there's young players. I mean, look at what he did in Miami, and even look at what he did coming back to Cleveland. That was a team on the rise, kind of with him. But I think I think if you look at New Orleans and how LeBron James would fit into that roster. I think those two players are the best uh, two players in the league, really. And if you have them on the same team, they complement each other to such a fashion. I think their two almost matches the Warriors' four. Well, Drew Holiday is a worthy third. Oh, Drew, you're right. Drew, let's throw Drew Holiday is a is a worthy third. But they third. need more depth, though. They would need depth. But I think those three Shooters. guys with LeBron on that team. That would be a great team. I would love to see that Wouldn't team. Wouldn't that AD and LeBron would Man. be insane? Or even Kawhi. If Kawhi goes there, that would be amazing. Kawhi would be good. But I think LeBron and AD together would be something special. That would special. be great. That would be very What special. do you think about that, Mikey? Oh, I think we lost Mikey. Mikey is going through. Where is he going? The green pass. We lost them. That's how good the production value is on this show, people. That's a, that, that's Mikey Winfield leaving us right now. But uh, <laughs> thanks, Mikey. Um, but yeah, that was my assessment. I do know the last song that he had, but but what, let's try to get him. Let's try to get him back for the last song. Um, other than that, what else do you see? What do you see from that game? Well, last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, Chris Paul's back. Chris Paul, Chris dude. Paul is being the man he was born to be. Dude, I'll tell Finally. you what. Chris Paul has been one of the most uh, quietly clutch players that I've seen in the NBA over the last ten years. If you watch that guy in the last uh, two minutes, the way he goes into dribble isolation is just incredible, and his efficiency. In but he's doing also so. he's also caught. He's been like one of the least clutch players at sometimes. Really? You know? Yeah. yeah I, I feel like he coughed up I'd a three-one lead to Houston a couple years ago. But that he didn't do it single-handedly. Not single-handedly, I mean, I mean in, but he's in the those, leader. In those isolation plays uh, down great. the stretch, the way he does dribble isolation and pulls up is amazing. And the way the fortitude that the uh, that the Rockets showed in that fourth quarter kind of has me thinking maybe we can have a little bit of a fun series going forward. Yeah, they definitely showed some fortitude. And it also shows how much the Warriors miss Igudala. It's weird how much that team depends on Iggy to click. You know, it's 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 kind of for a guy who you don't think of as a main component necessarily on that team. It's amazing. Do we have Mikey back here? Yo, and as much as, as, much as they're a team of stars, they're still a team that's a team that has elements that make them great. Yeah, and that's, if, the, that's the strength of the Warriors. If you take away parts of the Warriors, uh, they you can see they're not as strong of a team. You take away Igudala or Curry, and all of a sudden they're not operating at near the same efficiency. They come back to more mortal, uh, less celestial levels, let's say. But let's, you know, this actual finals that everybody thought it would be, it's really living up. Hopefully, hopefully. And it didn't seem that way until until the fourth quarter yesterday. But uh, speaking of hype and living up to the hype, what was your take on the Sixers who also exited this year? Oh, man. So the Sixers, oh, man, you know, they, man, this is a party team. This is the team. It's going to stun 
that's going to stun Boston because we got who I think should actually be the rookie of the year. Then you got Embiid, who's the greatest social media troll that exists in the NBA. (laughs) Okay. Again, me and you are not seeing eye to eye today, Mikey. Here's here's Mikey Winfield's exit song uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers. What is it? The song has multiple intros, Mikey. <laughs> Just oh, like the Sixers. The, we, Just we, like the Sixers. We didn't get to the hook. <laughs> no, no, let me find the hook. Let me find the hook. We're a very professional show, ladies and gentlemen. I've never been to a house party like this. <laughs> I want to go to this house party. Oh, yeah. And then, like, the true essence of this song is that it's Meek Mill. And Meek Mill is the body of Philadelphia. And even though he's no longer a rapper, he's a social activist. Hold on, hold on. One second. So that's... That's um that is Meek Mill's house party featuring Young Chris. I'm sorry, Mike. We were still playing. What and what? What reason did you pick this song, Mikey? Here's the thing. This thing embodies where Philadelphia 76ers are now. They are the party. This is the place where people want to be and people want to play. They had the rookie of the year who should be crowned, but maybe they're going to try to hate. They got Embiid, who's the greatest troll online right now. And then they had Meek Mill, who's no longer a rapper, unfortunately. <laughs> He's like this 76er spirit animal now. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's going a, he's a, he's to political reform, but man, this is the team to look out for. Aaron Weaver, are you um, are you as high on the Sixers going forward as Mikey Winfield? Not quite. I don't because uh, they're competing with Boston, and I think Boston is just so good, and they're gonna just get better and better. Um, I for a, a couple points on that. I don't think Boston is gonna look the way that they look now, and not just because Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward are coming back. I think uh, in the next year and a half, you're gonna see major trades to bring in talent into Boston, uh, and I think you know one of those guys going forward, um, one of those young kids. Uh, whether it's Tatum or Brown and one of the older guys, my feeling is it's going to be Kyrie uh, won't be on that team. They're going to find different homes for them and bring back a major talent like a Boogie or an Anthony Davis. Or Carl Anthony Towns. Who's, or, or, or yes. He's having some drama in Minnesota right now. Or some Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, Tibbs. Dude, Tibbs does not Tibbs always Tibbs needs to play. go, dude. Tibbs is he's a very old school type of yeah, coach. Yeah, he's getting like. he's getting too old for this shit. As far as the Sixers are concerned, I think they are a fundamentally flawed roster who peaked this year because of a incredibly lucky scheduling they had at the at the end of the year. I think their last 17 or 18 games were against losing teams and they won every single one of those every single one of those games. I think they had kind of an inflated record and an inflated seating because of that. Uh, you have extreme problems. You have extreme problems 
with um with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons has fatal flaws that I predicted on this podcast, if you go back, would be exploited by playoff teams, basically in the terms of they won't guard him until but if he's he gets a to rookie, the paint. He's a rookie. If he gets that flaw figured out, then, that, then it's, it's, it's like, it's oh. It's not just a little flaw. Like Jordan didn't have a jump shot coming in the league. That flaw is he won't shoot. Right, he won't but even, he's... He attempted one three-pointer the entire year. That's not a one-year fix or a two-year fix. That's like Dwight Howard never got a low post game. In today's NBA, man, Aaron Baines went from zero to shooting threes this year. He needs to because Marcus Gasol. People are doing it all the time. He Marcus can make Sol, the leap. Marcus Gasol always hey. has been a good shooter. But if, if Ben Simmons does not get a shot, that team's not going anywhere. I think outside of those two, Fultz is a question mark. And Beat is hurt all the time. I think that team can go south very, very easily. And LeBron won't do anything for that team. It's dueling. He should not go again. there. Yeah. Yeah, but go ahead, Mikey. He will. Ben Simmons will develop a shot. He he's gonna be surrounded by LeBron James energy. You don't think that's a mentor for him? He is going to get creative shot. Give him the off season to at least start working on it. Him and Antetokounmpo will be in the same gym shooting with somebody from back in the day like a Reggie Miller, and they'll figure it out. But I I just think. Uh... I just think, you know, LeBron and Ben Simmons kind of have the exact same skill set. They do. Minus or, 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 the at least, or at least LeBron has all of the skills that Ben Simmons has, and he's ball dominant. I just think it would be a terrible thing for Ben Simmons, actually, if LeBron went I there. I, and I, I don't think I don't think I, it would help them win anything either. I, I, I don't think they should play together. I don't like them coexisting together. I like Ben Simmons reaching his peak of what he can become. Instead of somebody like a LeBron hindering his talent. Yeah, so we agree on that. I thought we were a little bit different. So what do you have? Let's call it going forward, guys. Um, do we think Cleveland escapes with the series? They have the momentum now, but it is 2-2 going back to Boston. Where do we have it? Hey, I, got- I think we're about to find out the heart of Boston right now. Because we're going to find out. LeBron has his team mentally in the right place going into this game five. Yeah. They've been there before. This is new to a lot of these young Boston Boston dudes, and they're a great team. And they got, like, a lot of, like, grit. But they haven't been – have they been here before at this capacity, even though I know they were there at the conference finals last year? Have they been in this position? Right, right. What do you think, Aaron? I'm going – I'm going to go Cleveland in seven. You can go Cleveland in seven. Yeah, I think they'll pull it out. The role players are starting to wake up. Man, I tell you what. You know, I grew up in Indianapolis. I love Brad Stevens. We create the best coaches and the best players. Popovich, Stevens, all from Indianapolis. Um, But I tell you what. Stevens gets all of the props. Uh, He gets all the accolades. But he doesn't get any shit, even when he should. Brad Stevens is the reason the Boston Celtics lost the last game and probably the game before. And I'll tell you why. Their ridiculous defensive switching when they don't even have to switch, it makes no sense whatsoever. They're basically letting LeBron pick which defender he wants to have on him. It's the most ridiculous thing. So if you watch the last game, and let's see if they fix it the next game, LeBron will have like Brown or Tatum on him. But they do what a lot of teams do, which the Warriors put in vogue, which is automatic switching. So instead of fighting over a screen or through a pick, they will just give that switch. Okay? But they do it. But Boston does it so needlessly. 
that LeBron will just run towards uh, Rozier's defender, or and whoever has Rozier on will do a screen, and then uh, they immediately have Rozier on LeBron James watch it. It happened maybe seven, eight, nine times. So the way Boston is switching is completely hampering, and that's on Brad Stevens. He's losing these games for them. You know, oh, but that's me. You already know that they're going to watch the footage of that and make adjustments. Well, why didn't they oh. after game three? It's the dumbest. They should have done it at halftime. It was ridiculous. Hey, but no. Uh, LeBron really exploited his last game. Oh, like, my God. Every time. Did you, did you know that? Did you pick up on that? Oh, he did it so much. He had Rozier on him like the, the entire, whole game. You're letting LeBron pick his defender. It's ridiculous. Okay, before we finish today, you know, Mikey, we opened up starting about, I don't know if you heard, but the NFL has uh, banned protests for the most part. Uh, do you have a take on that? You said the NFL banned protests? You know the Kaepernick, Eric Reed protests? They banned it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is what's going on. They're doing the Trump thing. They're appealing to the people that's going to hate it to try to get their numbers up. And we do know that the NFL is not a progressive league. Yeah. They're not making any of the moves that is putting them in a better position. That's why I do not support the NFL. And, you know, this this isn't even like a political thing to me. It's not... But I'm so glad you said that, Mikey, because uh, this whole thing started because of Trump's sagging poll numbers. His poll numbers were in the low 30s, and he used a cultural wedge issue that Fox News was playing up anyways, and he kind of attached his horse to it. I'm so glad that you pointed out. And it worked. It worked, by the way. It worked. But I don't know. So we've been kind of talking about that. Um, but that's that's the show for today. Any last thoughts, Mikey? You know, eh. People got to stop hating. And people need to be obvious. I mean, like, it's so much honesty that we just don't want to talk about and admit. And people just need to speak on it and be real about it. Like, if you're racist, just say you're racist. And let's move on and say it to each other's face. Instead of everybody speaking behind and playing all these dumb little games. Yeah. Like, just be who you are. Yeah, yeah. Very good, Mikey. Aaron Weaver? That didn't make any sense. I <laughs> no, I think no, I think I think it made a lot of sense. No, I think it made a lot of sense. Just speak openly about what we are, who we are, and what we believe. You know. Thanks for feeling me. I feel you, baby. I feel. You. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong about Demarcus Cousins, but I feel you, baby. Aaron Weaver, final thoughts for the day. Yeah, man, we just got to be vulnerable. You know. Basically what Mikey's saying. I'm holding Aaron's hand right now. <laughs> I feel it, man. It's beautiful. <laughs> my final thoughts for the day. I'm going to actually give my final thoughts to this old white lady who's like a really amazing person. And she had this really amazing thought. And, you know, we're always going to have fun in here. And we had fun today. But we're going to talk about stuff, too, because sports and sometimes, you know, the life around it, it's hard to separate them. And kind of what's going on in this country, I think – when we find stuff that we think is wrong, it's important that we say it. So I'm going to leave you uh, with this woman's words. She's talking to a group of people, and uh, I don't know. I just really like them. So here you guys go. Have a good rest of the week, guys, every Wednesday at Fanatics Pod. Find Aaron Weaver online. Find me online at Sean Joshi. Find Tommy online. Tommy needs a girlfriend. Tommy, our producer, do you find? Do you go on a date yet, Tommy? No. He no. just got a notification from Hinge. New dates? I saw that. Oh, he got a Hinge oh, notification. Tommy, what is it? What's look at hinge? it. Let's look at open the Hinge. Let's see it real <laughs> quick on, before we go. Let's see your Hinge, Tommy. Well, hinge is the one where it's I like. Did. 
Hinge is the one where it's your friends of friends. Or yeah, something? friends of friends. You're hinged together somehow. Hinge of hinge. No, hinge of hinge. Nothing new. Oh, uh, maybe they're just giving you a tip. Oh, okay. Like, be more open-minded. Be more vulnerable, Tommy. Be more vulnerable. All right, leaving you with like these. Like adventures more. <laughs> All right, guys, leaving you with these words. Thanks for thanks for listening. Bye. I want every white person in this room who would be happy to be treated as this society in general treats our citizens, our black citizens. If you, as a white person, would be happy to receive the same treatment that our black citizens do in this society, please stand. You didn't understand the directions. If you, white folks, want to be treated the way blacks are in this society, stand. Nobody's standing here. That says very plainly that you know what's happening. You know you don't want it for you. I want to know why you're so willing to accept it or to allow it to happen for others. Good night, everybody. That's the show. Peace.